It's time for another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Happy week. I'm going to start saying that to people. Happy week. Uh, They won't think I'm at all disturbed when I say that. Um, Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to talk about something. I really don't have this very well organized. (laughs) Aren't you excited? Um, I just, I I really hope that I uh, sort of bring up something with respect and love because that's what I mean. That's where I'm meaning to come from, um, and uh, and not just to complain and bitch and stir a cauldron and just be like uh, and come off like a, just a huge brat. But um, I just I I just have something I, I just need to complain about and vent about, and it's something that I've I've sort of talked about a lot before. But it just yeah, every now and then you just get like ah. I feel very lucky to get to do what I do with my life. And every time I get hired uh, for a job, I really do feel like it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's lovely. I love the money. I love the, I love the experience. I've been lucky that I have probably count on one hand experiences that were bad on, on sets of TV shows and movies and stuff. And, and, and so it's usually really great and wonderful. But, um, we just have to get better and more gay people on TV. I'm so, and I, and I know that's this is not a new thing to say, but I, I I'm sorry that the funniest people I know are gay, and just like why why can't these characters be funny? And and not just we need more people on TV who are gay and out. We need more characters that are uh, real human beings, real people that talk and sound like real gay people, and not this these collection of jokes or um, or really boring people that say that they're gay. Um, and so I have gone to auditions over the last couple of years and I walk into the room and it's a room full of people who all need their own shows, who all could do this terrible thing that we're auditioning for. And the dialogue is, it's either that we are drinking Cosmos and carrying purses in heels. Now, I know that there are gay men that act like this and do this and hooray for them and enjoy your life. Um, I don't want to celebrate those those people, okay? I, I mean, <laughs> on a level of like, on a on a human level, sure. On on an entertainment level, that's not what I what I think that we always need to be selling. Now I will, and I have, and I do, and you, and if you've seen me on TV, I've definitely done that. And I and I and I always have to tell myself there is someone in the world who does this. But all I know is that my seventy year old stepfather drinks Cosmopolitans, you know, in South Carolina. That's who drinks. Cosmopolitans. Um, uh, I, I know there are, are gay and genderqueer and, and uh, trans people who, who carry purses, and that's wonderful. And if that's how you express yourself, great, of course. But that's not just a thing that that most most gay men do: carry purses or wear you know um, extravagant makeup or or always have a joke, the laughs, the crazy, terrible. Puns. It's like we write puns. Um, or we have these gay roles that are just like, hey, dude, I like guys, uh, you know, pass the beer. I'm a person. And they're just they're Then they're really boring. And I don't blame straight people for this. This is not straight people's fault. I am looking at gay people in power, gay people who have the ability to write more nuanced, authentic, flawed interesting gay people um, for us us to play and um, it's when I when I get to write on things that's what I want to do and I want to play 
human beings that 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 live in experience that are not just these just these jokes or just these ideas or just these things that like someone you've never met before and um you know we we i i really think as gay men we're afraid of being seen we're afraid of being real we're afraid of being vulnerable we're afraid of being hated so we like so we write like a really silly joke of a person so that everybody feels comfortable but the reality is it makes everyone feel gross and it makes everyone feel a little bit uncomfortable as opposed to um, looking looking inside and saying how am I kind of broken how am I fucked up how am I a human being and that's how everyone gay straight and everything in between will relate to you and I I just say we have to do better. We must do better. And I'm and I'm and I'm talking to gay people. I'm not, you know, it, 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 yeah. Straight people who are working in this industry, there are plenty of horrible straight people, of course, absolutely. But for the most part, straight white men who are working in this industry and in this state in the game who are, uh, you know, they are so afraid, of the most part, to make a generalization, they are so afraid of not being woke. They're the first ones to do all the research on uh, on gay people and on women. And they, they have guilt about like, oh, I don't treat people of color or women the right way. They are they are actually, they are trying to be aware. Um, and so I, I, there are a lot of gay people in power that think they know how gay people talk and, and behave and that just don't, that need to maybe go to a cocktail party and, and, and meet some who aren't living in bajillion dollar ma- mansions and you know, um, you know, and we have these shows on TV like, um, you know, when we had looking on the air, it was the only gay show on the air. And we hated it because it, we expected it to represent every gay person ever. And no TV show can do that. So we need more. We need more shows that that represent so that looking can be held up to the light as as a TV show, not as the gay TV show. Um, we have reality shows like Fire Island and the, the um, what is the, the matchmaker thing, whatever that Robert Sepulveda show. I don't even know what it's called. Who cares? But that's happening. Okay, that should be ex- allowed to exist. That is not my taste. That is not my at all what I'm interested in. But it, but we love reality TV, and we should have that. We do have some amazing things on the air. We have Search Party, which is incredible. We, uh, you know, on TBS, watch Search Party. Watch Throwing Shade. Um, Brian Safi's done this show before, and it's a brilliant show. That's not only pro gay, but it's pro women. Um, and it's above all of that. It's fucking brilliant and hilarious. And um, it, you know, um, different people. Um, difficult people, not different people. I don't know what different people is. Difficult people. That's what I meant to say. It's another wonderful. Uh, you know. Um, uh, great gay show um so it's happening and there are things that we are changing that but we have to get better we have to do better we, we still have to keep pushing forward and i know there are way bigger problems in the world and i know that we have a lot happening but this is something that is um kind of inexcusable among ourselves um films uh, have an even bigger problem last year the only mainstream films that showed gay people were moonlight which we know and loved of course and star trek that was it that was the only depiction of gay people in a major motion picture last year gay people were complaining this year that no gay actors were nominated for oscars openly gay actors were nominated for oscars there were no roles there were no roles for them to get nominated. So we have to we have to fix this. And thank God for the Internet. 
um, for just sort of breaking all these rules. I watched Brian Alvarez's show, The the Gay and Wondrous Life of Caleb Gallo, about people who are confused uh, in their sexuality, in their gender, who are who are all shades of gray. And it's hilarious and it's brilliant and it's where we are. Watch Jimmy Fowley's show, Go Go Boy Uninterrupted, where you're watching these, you know, these great examples of of uh, of interesting, flawed, really damaged, funny gay people that we all know. Um, let's let's not be afraid to be to be human beings. And I know it's going to take some giant movement. It's going to take a bridesmaids type film to really change the script. Because well, remember in early 2011 when people didn't think women could make a movie, it be a comedy, and bridesmaids happened, and it was like, oh, we actually need this and want this, and how and shame on us for not doing this earlier. So um, I, it's it's important that we um, that we that we that we create that we support each other that we that we use each other in our own work we listen to each other we really reflect the truth and then we lift each other up and I'm currently available for projects Well, hello, guys. How are you? We're good. 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 (laughs) Great. I'm I'm sitting here with my friends Gina Torricilla, Julie, and McAuliffe. How are you? Good. Good. I had a whole... Red Bull, so I have a personality. Oh today. my God, I love it. Do you drink Red Bull regularly? Yeah, it's one of my um, very, very embarrassing things about myself is that <laughs> I used to be a coffee snob, and now I can only drink Red Bull. Oh, really? Do you, yeah. not, you don't drink coffee at all anymore? I don't. I try, and I don't like it anymore. It's really wow. bizarre. I have wow. two cases of Red Bull you can have. I'm not kidding. Really? Are they, they, are they were donated to the regular? theater, and I can't take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It's about, I can't stand Red Bull. I can't stand the feeling after Red Bull, and I'll, I drink coffee a lot, but there's something about Red Bull that makes me feel really, really, really crazy. Yeah. yeah. When I'm doing it, but maybe you know, it's it's just your the chemistry, your body chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, do you drink the f- sugar? No, I drink the sugar-free one. Sugar-free like, one. Oh I want no, this is pure... regular. Damn. Uh huh. It's that uh-huh. really irrational thing in your brain that's like, yes, I'm drinking Red Bull, but at least I'm not getting all those calories. You know what I mean? Oh Where it's right, like, right, right, right. I'm exactly. Super diet. Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all are. We're <laughs> yeah. all doing this. We all we make those negotiations every day. And they're completely fabricated in your own head. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'm like, I would never do Red Bull. I don't do soda anymore, but I eat bacon every day. (laughs) I drink way too much coffee, Mm -hmm. and I have whiskey almost every night. So it's like, come on, Drew, what are you doing? You know, enjoy your life. Well, you sound like a Republican. Oh, I am. Yeah, good for you. You you guys didn't know that. Oh, I'm very Republican. Yes. Very conservative. That's what I want to talk about today, how great things are going in the world. And America's great again, finally. Uh, Oh, no, no, the doors are locked. Uh, Wouldn't that be weird if you found out that, like, secretly I was, like, a hardcore Republican? Yes. That would be just, that would be, well, well. You mean like you were, and the, the, everything else was a sham, was a sham. Like you were pretending to be Drew Drogi. No, I was just I was me, and I had all my thoughts. And then I also had just, and I voted straight down the ticket. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and you know, I'm just a log cabin. Like, mm-hmm, that's that's exactly how I feel. It would just be, it would it would be horrible. It'd be so sad. Um, uh, but I'm also I am. I know this is not what we're going to talk about, but I just I am fascinated by Republicans, and I really want to hear from the. I want to hear. 
Like I try not to shut it up because I'm always like, what? Explain it to me because it's the actor in me that wants to know the, mm-hmm. the all sides. I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. And then there are just these weird walls that just. The logic does not make sense. It doesn't make sense. There There is no logic. I I have a secret. uh, Oh, I have a theory. What is it? I have a theory. What is it? If you, I think that if you got a bunch of them drunk, seriously, Uh got a bunch of them drunk Mm -hmm. and really relaxed and mellow and you Uh said, you really do think white people are better than everyone else, don't you? They would say... Yes, we do. Yeah, mm. yeah. They, no, they I think you're right. I yeah. don't give a crap if they say they're not racist. Right. I don't right. give a crap. Right. I don't right. believe them. Ultimately, deep down. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of it is they don't know that they're racist. I think that I don't think that they are overtly lying. But I will say that. I mean, the, the the only thing I can equate it to is when I was growing up and not knowing that I was gay, but everyone else did. But I was like, no, I'm not, because I, I wasn't aware of that part of my brain. You know, I was just, I just didn't acknowledge it. So I wonder, you know. Well, the culturally, the the Republican ideal, and they're essentially, they pretty much only hang out with each other, right? I right, mean, not, right. So it, it feels to me like that race of you saying they don't even know is kind of like, I can never get this... Um, parable or whatever it's called right but when when you somebody asks a fish how the how is the water and they go what's water right oh, it's yeah, like yeah. That. it's like exactly. they have no idea they have no idea and then also what the thing is that like i think conservative ideals are totally like respectable and i really and and i and I, if As you're a true I. conservative it's like live and let live mm-hmm. i don't need to put i don't need to talk about everything to everybody we have a pride i want to live the, the definition of conservative is being you know you know a little bit more private and withdrawn and i'm like great mm-hmm. i have total respect for that mm-hmm. but it's the opposite of I, I just want to say to so many people i'm like you know you're not conservative if you're telling people how to live their lives if you're passing laws that promote you know uh you know kicking other people out of places right. that's not a conservative belief mm-hmm. yeah. it's not you know and so it's like um so you, that's the thing too it's like the problem with the whole definition that they don't even know and you know uh, that's because i'm like somebody who's truly i mean i think about like my grandparents are are like truly like uh, they're like true Christians and true conservatives and they hate Donald Trump. No, like nobody's mm-hmm. business mm-hmm. because they're like and they they this is the first time ever in my in, in their lives that they didn't vote for the president this year because they're like, we don't like wow. either one of them. And I'm not dying knowing that I voted for either one of those people for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I respect that on that level. You're 87 and 88 years old and you are true to your word. Like you really are like mm-hmm. this person is not because they're like, he's not a Christian. He's not a conservative. Those are things that are important to us. Mm-hmm. And I at least respect that. But now it's like this bizarre, you know, freak show that's happening. Whether you're like, I don't even, I don't even know what you guys even believe anymore. Right. Yeah, it's not even like you believe. They need you can't say word. you believe in Christian values. Right. They need a different word for them. Yeah, they really do. Not, I don't know what. And, it and is. you're right. It is like I just don't want other people to have what I have. Right. That's really all it is. Right. It's just like I've worked all all my life. They believe the American dream. Uh, is true for everyone that everyone has had the same opportunities mm-hmm. right and that's something that like you know I've gotten into with my family they believe that you know it's America everyone gets the opportunity everyone can go to college everyone can get the same is for a job everyone can do it so why don't you don't yeah. be lazy you know and you're like oh it's so you don't realize that it the, the system is designed against a lot of people that, that are not white do you yeah. realize how, and I'm not the first person to point this out, but how brutal it would be for someone to 
look at themselves and go, oh, I'm actually, I actually didn't do the things I think I did. Like I am not, I, I, in other words, showing someone their own privilege is one of the hardest things for somebody to look at. No one wants Mm -hmm. to look at that. It's really, really hard. And And, even in, in, you know, like a lot of people talk about in, within like minority culture that they don't want anybody to succeed because it's showing that they could have too. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they don't want, you don't want your brother to go to college because that means you could have done it too had you worked really hard. Mm -hmm. It's the same sort of, I mean, it's it's on the flip side. It's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to admit. That it was because of your decisions or lack thereof right. that you are where you are. Right. You'd much rather just blame other and outside forces. It's easier to say, well, I would have, uh, you know, I could have blah, 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 if only, you know, um, the world w- weren't against me or if, you know, uh, on some side of like, well, I, you know, I lost my job to some black guy, so therefore I, you know, or whatever. And you're like, or, well, maybe you weren't good at your have... job, <laughs> or maybe you know that black guy deserved the job and, and deserved more opportunity because, of you know, they don't. It's very hard to look at the fact that like you are personally responsible for anything, or in the case of the Republican side, not responsible in that you're solidly middle class, you have mm-hmm. a nice house, and you want to say it's because of what I've done, not because of how I was born. Absolutely. And so when you say, and then you say, well, uh, and they're like, a black person could do what I did, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, would you have wanted to overcome what they had to overcome? I'm like, well, right. I probably could have. Right, exactly. I know, and you're like, okay, cool, cool. They're like, I keep thinking. Sorry, I was born this way, but I could have done it if I were them. And it's like, Uh, I don't know that you you know. People in my circle try to use me against me all the time, and I'll tell you why. Because I uh, came from a very uh, 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 poor family. I was the first person to go to college in my family, and I was ostracized by them. Wow. I was ostracized by my own family Uh um, because I worked two jobs to put myself through school. And because it was something I chose, uh-huh. I chose to do it and I chose to work really hard. So and you used to be black. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. That's the curl in the back. Um, but, but, you know, yeah. And here I am, this white lady who people see as this privileged woman who's yep. had a privileged life. No, no, she has not. And I right. can tell you stories, but I won't hear. Sure. But, but, um, but then when I, they, they put barriers in front of me all the time, psychological ones, put, put downs, things mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> put myself through school, get my diploma, my undergraduate degree. And then it was the whole, um, well, you think you're better than us. Yeah. You think you're better than us, uh-huh. don't you? And uh-huh. then I just became ostracized. I, 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 I rarely speak to them unless I have to because mm-hmm. they don't want to talk to me right. because I educated myself. Right. It's fascinating. And a lot of... Um, well, and you showing up is is reminding them of, of what they didn't do. Correct. And they don't... They don't they don't want to be reminded of that. They want mm-hmm. to Mm-mm. sort of live among the same. Right. I just want to go and, misery and say company. that I am doing much better than I should be for how hard I've worked. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am not not aware of it in myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. Yeah. No, I get it. There it I, I have. I straddle that line as well. Mm-hmm. I, there are times I'm like, I've worked really hard. I'm also like, yeah, but for me, yeah. Going to college was never not an option. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I always knew I was going to get, you know, I always knew even in my struggles in my 20s living out here when I had no money, I knew that I wasn't going to starve. Right. I knew that I could make a phone call and have money. Um, and, uh, it, uh, you know, and I'm th- at a certain point proud that I stopped relying on that. And, you know, so I definitely have a lot of 
of uh, you know upper middle class privilege for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that I was like, well, yeah, that was taken care of, and and in a way that you know I have friends and know stories of people that like haven't had that. Um, so yes, I I totally. Um, the, the scariest right. part about it, what's going on, they keep talking about how divisiveness, it's like that word just doesn't even mean anything anymore. It's so, like, ubiquitous right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, the scary thing is none of – we're all talking to each other and they're all talking to them to each other. And no, right. how many people are actually right. having a conversation with well, the people the we're talking I, about? That I'm where would that even I would happen? Lo- that's where would that even take place? To bring back to what I was – you know, from the beginning and where we even got on this is, like, I would love to have somebody on this show who is who is a Republican or and or conservative – uh, I don't think those words are the same anymore. I can't even no, say right. they're the they're same not. anymore. Um, but and here the perspective because I really do want to know. So if if you are out there and listening and you you know uh, then just you know send me a message. I want to hear from you because I really do. Because it's like I I yes I scream into a vacuum. We live in L.A. where we can go outside and just we all know that everyone kind of on some general level feels the same way mm-hmm. that we all feel mm-hmm. vaguely at least uh, you know yeah uh, about what's happening in the world and um, and that, that's comforting just like it's comforting to go uh, you know I know for my family and you know in South Carolina to walk outside and feel the same way you mm-hmm. know on the other side so I get it I get it um anyway I want to hear from you guys talk to me that fascinating it is um I, who who wants to who wants to go first uh, uh I, I'll, I'll go first I go. guess yeah um, go go I so I you know was thinking about this for a while and I was uh, I, I was inspired because I'm a big fan of your of this show oh well thank no you no one else has said that so far but I will say no it. you're one of the very few <laughs> uh, I'm saying it too wait for, piggyback piggyback long time listener first time guest <laughs> <laughs> uh, no yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours and it meant a lot that you listened to it and that's why I was like get Julian on the show yeah so it's uh, I love it and one of the things that's when I was driving over here that I remembered that you a story you told that really I think encapsulates like the theme of what you're trying to do here that it really wonderfully and uh, is and the whole thing is pretty coherent but there's one story that sticks out and that's when you were on a horrible date got too drunk and then saw an oh, old yeah. acquaintance oh, at a yeah. party uh-huh. and pretended that you were at that party on purpose uh-huh. and <laughs> It, yeah, I related to that story so hard, <laughs> and I was like, "Do you have a similar story?" Or well, of being full of shit. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But yeah. I was like, "That's." I was like, "That's the kind of thing that I want to tell." Where I'm like, you know, it made me go, "Wow, that's so embarrassing to, oh. to tell." Oh, you know? it was really embarrassing to tell. So this one, I wanted to go a little older because I feel like it's a cop out to do childhood stories, but mm-hmm. I decided to do. This one anyway, because it really is an indicator. Because the story I'm about to tell when I, that happened when I was a kid, I've done this again a thousand times and just don't remember every instance. You know sure. what I mean? But Okay. So um, <laughs> I in, uh, I know, I can't wait. in fifth grade, uh, my I went to elementary school in uh, at Douglas Elementary. It's now cha- the Harvey Milk Academy. It was in Castro in Well, that San sounds Francisco. disgusting. Oh. They should stop that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was cool. so we went one week uh, that year. We went on a summer camp thing in like the Redwoods or something like that. Uh-huh. I, you know, whatever. And so it was like you know we stayed in cabins and everything, and it was like really exciting and different. And I'd never done anything like it. And anyway, they were doing uh, there were like nature hikes and you know the park rangers would tell the kids like this is what a butterfly looks like and shit like that so (laughs) i'm on this tour and i'm on i end up in the wrong one like i wasn't paying attention and i just i i went into the the morning one and i was supposed to be in the afternoon one or something like that and we're on this nature hike with the park ranger and we get to uh one of the like um 
what do you call it? Uh, points of interest in mm-hmm. the hike, right? And it's a huge redwood stump. And the inside of the stump is completely hollowed out and it got burned out. But the outside of the stump was perfect. Like the bark and everything oh, wow. looked beautiful. Okay. So he said, uh, does anybody here have any idea how the inside of this tree could burn completely without damaging the outside? And, you know, we're all 10 years old and thinking. And in my head, I, I remember this clear as day. I thought, I bet the roots got really hot and it burned the inside of the tree out. But I didn't say it because if I was wrong and you're 10 and you say it in that situation, it's like I'm never going to finger somebody at prom if I say <laughs> that. <right>. So, <laughs> so I keep it to myself, right? Uh-huh. We finish the hike. Whatever. We come back. Now it's my turn to actually go on the same hike, but it's a different park ranger. So... We go on the hike. We so get the to the tree. So the park ranger said that's what happened. Yes. After oh, he explained. Oh, okay. oh sorry. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So okay. the park ranger said okay. indeed. He, he, he okay. said he exactly said that. He said the roots caught fire. It burned the inside of the tree and hollowed it out, but the outside still looks perfect. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So. And I would. That's one of those things that I would feel like an idiot now at 40 years old being like, maybe that's what happened, but maybe but oh, I'm, still, but I'm I wouldn't still say it out loud. I would be, I'd be afraid of them, like, is that even a thing that could happen or do I sound like I'm made out of cartoons? Well, one, one positive thing I remember in that moment being like, I can't believe I knew that. I am as smart as I think I am. Uh-huh. You know what I, mean? like, I remember right. being very proud of myself even though I didn't say it out loud. So then I go on the one I'm supposed to later that afternoon and they got, we get to the same tree and he says, does anybody here know how this tree could be hollowed out from the inside and the outside looks perfect? And I acted. I remember acting uh, like a little unsure and like kind of so raised my good. hand like, uh, I have this. I mean, can I take a crack at it kind of thing? Oh yeah. And he goes, he goes, yeah, you have nobody else raises their hand. He goes, yes. What's your name? I go, my name's Julian. I, I don't know. Maybe the, the roots burned and like. You know, and I do the whole thing, but like I don't know the oh. answer. Oh, and he goes, "Wow, I we've been giving this hike for 15 years, and no kid has gotten this right." And the oh. other kids were like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "I'm gonna be a park ranger. You're like, gonna finger gonna... somebody. Yeah. You're gonna finger somebody yeah. pro oh, now." Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's worth it. They were like, stretch those, fi- do your finger stretches, <laughs> stretch them. And I remember uh, just like swelling with so much pride. Yeah. And I was totally full of shit. I mean, I totally got that answer and then just right. said it. And here's the thing. It could, it would have, the only thing that could make that worse is that I didn't even have that idea the first time and just completely stole it and then was like, you know, right. taking all the credit for it. But I rationalized that I, I did know the answer, so it's the same. That right, I, right, that right, I, right. That I sure. totally bullshitted yeah, it out, sure, you know? Sure, And so it's that, like, fine line of, like, I'm not being straightforward here, but I also feel like I'm okay you in also what I did. Want, you also want the satisfaction. You want to replay time. Yeah. You want to go back in time and be like, oh, if I'd done this on the first hike right. and guessed it authentically and gotten it right— that would have made me feel so good. Well, right. that's true. It was like and a little do-over so, for your Yeah, it was like, like a do-over. Oh, mm-hmm. I can do this and repeat this feeling even though now I feel gross because I know the answer's right. Yeah. But I but I totally get that. 
I remember, I'm just trying to think of like, I, I, there was a time playing Trivial Pursuit with my family and I had gone through and learned <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of the answers ahead of time. No. And yeah, a couple of them. And then that, and I just was amazing. My family, and, and also like, <laughs> My family always assumed that I knew a lot more than I did because I was always upstairs quietly reading. Mm-hmm. And my mom would always be like, he knows about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I didn't really even know about it. But I remember there was some answer about Huey Long that I knew. <laughs> and I was and like, like You're- Huey Long. And my mom was like, that's right. Drew knows about And I was like, I still don't. He was, uh, he was shot, right? Was it Huey Long? He was like a. I'm not even sure, but famous like. Who thinks a kid knows about that? He was a Southern that? racist. He was a Southern racist um, who was, who was, I think he was shot at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, didn't he, is he the one who, he was the governor who stood in front of the school and said, this will not be segregated? Was it him? It may have been. I think it, that was him. It he may was have the been guy. him. Okay. So well, now I good. feel like my. No. <laughs> it will not be segregated, though? Or uh, it won't be integrated. Uh, integrated. Oh my okay. God, he's learned. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it will not be integrated. Like, okay, great. Okay. <laughs> I think that was him. Okay, okay. Well, now I feel I like mine wasn't right. embarrassing enough, and I'm going to think of another one. No, but like, no, but that is that is. <laughs> but I want to say it, that like, like that's been my character ever since. Is like I will totally so take that shortcut. I will totally like, you know what I mean? I'll I'll do it when it's on my terms, kind of thing. And uh-huh. like, you know, I just wish I had the guts to be wrong more. Yeah, you know. I, I wonder what that or is. Or the guts about. to be right and speak up more. Or, yeah. Because or, you knew in your heart you knew the answer or, the first time. Yeah. The guts to say, I already heard that answer, I cheated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was those are the guts I really wish I had. And yeah. I, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I just know that I though there are things that just fall out of my mouth that I know I didn't say originally, that mm-hmm. my friend of mine maybe has said or and and I it's such an added step to like give credit where credit's due. And sometimes I'm like, oh whatever, but but, Sometimes um, it ruins the flow of the comedy. It ruins the flow. <laughs> uh-huh. But I, I, I find myself saying hooray for everyone uh-huh. a lot when I'm like, oh, whatever, hooray for everyone, which is Sam Pancake, 100%. Mm-hmm. You know, there are things that I take from from friends that I'll be like, whatever. And and um, Pete, our friend Pete Zayas, I don't know if you know Pete, but he's in the, you know, anyway, he calls people wig. He'll be like, bye wig. <laughs> hey wig. And he just calls people wig. And it's so funny. And we do that to each other. You know, you just take things from people. Mm-hmm. And but I but I but I know like why are we so afraid of being wrong? It's so crazy that oh, like yeah, I don't know. we're so afraid of of not knowing everything. Um and and now we have like fact checkers and all this stuff that like, you know, which is great because we 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 spit so much stuff out online so quickly now that, you know, you do want to make sure things are not, you know, you know, that there's not like you know, libel happening. But it's weird how you're just in conversation and how it's I, I have to consciously, like, say, I don't know. Yeah. Like, or, or tell me about that. If I'm at a party and someone's talking about something, I either go, oh, I know the, I know a way to, I, something to hook onto that, or I know mm-hmm. more about that than, than you do, or I can add onto that, or I find a way to deflect it as opposed to going, I don't know about that. Tell me about that. Yeah. Why well, are we scared to, like, learn? The, the current one for, uh, for me is what you were talking about earlier in your intro, which is like you're less worried about white guys that are afraid of not being woke or whatever. Yeah. So they're trying to learn. But yeah. like, I have so many questions about um, how to if I were to write like a gay character or whatever, mm-hmm. I would be terrified to do it just without asking. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I wouldn't sure. just do it, even though right. I probably maybe I should like just do it, you know. Right. Or, but and especially with the trans stuff yep. going on, it's Absolutely. like I have n- literally very little idea what's right and what's wrong to, yeah. about that. And well, what's I have respectful to ask, and what's I have not. to ask and it's like, trans friends of, and, and in anything. And I would always if I was like going to write a character, I'd be like, well, I need to actually sit down with someone who is trans and ask 
yeah, lots of things, and also like hear you know, you know what they're going through and and what the experience is because yeah, we we don't, but it's very scary to say, you know, and it's and it's something that I that I how do, do you think, pee. Yeah, how do you be? You know, but it's, it's we need that a nature I, hike with it where a trans person is walking through and being like, "Does anybody know how this vagina got hollowed out?" It's I so, know how so it got perfect out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> But it's right. But but I I am I'm trying to be better at this. Is when I do talk to my grandparents, mm-hmm. asking them questions because they're not going to be around forever, and they know a lot about the world. They they've been around for almost the entire. For almost a century, and so asking people, and I know I, I want to say it was like I want to say it was Shirley MacLaine that years ago somebody was was talking to, and they and they said, "What annoys you the most about young actors?" And she's like, "They don't ask me questions. Mm. They don't ever ask. They never. They never ask. You know." And, and she's been around for thousands of years. Thousands. <laughs> yes. She is a star in many ways. Um, and uh, she's Literally. a literal star. Um, she, you know, and, and but yeah, she's like, they just don't care. There, there's, there's a, and it's true. There's an arrogance to like, I don't need to know that. There's like mm-hmm. a, there's a willful ignorance of like, I don't need to know what's come before me. And I get really irritated with. You know that you know it's great. I always say this a lot when when you know gay kids come out when they're thirteen and fourteen, but when they think they don't need to know about Harvey Milk to right. your point again or gay history because it doesn't really affect them, it's infuriating. You're like, no, sit down, read a book, and yeah. learn, and be willing to say I don't know. And it's there's nothing wrong with saying I don't know, or I think I know, mm-hmm. but maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah. You know, there's and and we're so taught to act, you know, you know, and it, it is the true thing of like you won't finger anyone at the prom, <laughs> you know, it's that thing of like yeah. you will you will be forever known as the guy who uh, who thought that roots burned out. Yeah, because what if that was way off? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I said it out loud, and the, the park ranger's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's what we think's going to happen. Yeah. We think that the park ranger's going to say, no, idiot, and yeah. everyone's going to laugh at you and point, and then the rest of your, you know, uh, you know, experience is going to be, you're going to be known as that, you know, the guy with the root theory. Mm-hmm. Although I have found great comfort in the smart boxes we carry around in for, for this yes. particular reason. Yeah. Because if I don't know... Right. I have an encyclopedia in my damn pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, hey. And everybody in the room goes, hey, I don't know. Everybody starts looking it yep. up and everybody gains knowledge. I mean, yes. assuming it's from a reliable source yes. and not, right. you know, Breitbart. But, you know, <laughs> th- that that I right. find great comfort in that. Yes. Like, yes. huh, let's look it up. I yep. say it to my kids all the time. And, like, they'll they'll sort of go, oh, mom. <laughs> but then we'll look it up together. Yep. And I'll be that nerdy mom that starts reading to them. Yeah. Oh well, Pocahontas <laughs> really did this and did a ba 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 ba, and they're like, but they like it, and yeah. like so it, yeah. it takes the it takes the burden off of. Yeah. I wonder how that tree. You know, you could put, <laughs> had you had a smartphone, you could have pulled it out of your pocket. Oh, and gone, right. How did tree root burn? Yeah, burn? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, yeah. you know, I, right. I I like being able to say now I don't know. I'm gonna find I'm gonna out gonna in about two point five seconds. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I know. The f- the frustrating thing about our the way this our culture is going now though is like a lot of people don't want to hear what the real thing is like because sometimes the real thing is <laughs> yeah. a lot more uncomfortable than what they thought of right was, you or know complicated what I mean? yeah or complicated you know, that's yeah. the thing too they're like, like I just Jesus want a quick being answer. black for example you know right. what I mean oh. exactly. people don't want to hear that they don't want to hear that mm-hmm. exactly. 
And uh, not this beautiful blonde, you know, painting I have in my church. That's not right, how with the I blue know. eyes. That's yeah, uh-huh. certainly yeah. accurate. <laughs> but if you're like, let's look it up, and it's like completely proven that there's yeah, no exactly. way he could have been white. They're like, yeah. they're not going to be like, oh, thanks. Right, yeah. right, right. Huh. We'll adjust that right now. Yeah. We're going to fix that. <laughs> 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 to get my paints out. <laughs> Just paint it. over the top because that will, won't be problematic on another. Just literally painting blackface onto a white Jesus. And then be like, this is it, right? With white lips. Now what did I do? A white lip. Exactly. Exactly. And a top hat. With the virgin. What did I do With wrong? the virgin mammy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god, I love it. Gina. What? Talk to me. Do you have a story? Or a revelation? Or a feeling? I think I have I don't know if it's a rantillation. I love it. I I and I I would holleration. I can't hollerate holla. I would love to know your perspective Mm. on this as the penises in the room. Yes. I have been on a, a bit of a, a social uh, anthropological quest, uh-huh. uh, or, 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 or say, well, it's a, it's a, it's a quest now. But I have been doing my own sociological experiments in grocery stores. Uh, okay. <laughs> so when Noah said grocery store, it sent up a light bulb uh-huh. in my head because I have been on my own personal thing for the last couple of years, and it's this particular thing has gotten significantly worse in the past couple of years. It is the. It is the tendency for male employees in grocery stores to stop women unsolicited and ask them if they need help. Hmm. It happens constantly, not to men, because, again, I have been standing in grocery store aisles. And I, I have, have to been, flag down help. I have to look for it and go. Yeah. And and most people don't want to engage with it. I have to go, excuse me, excuse me. I don't work. I, I, for me, I've never once had anybody at oh. a grocery store ask me if I need help. Oh, oh, it happens I mean, retail to stores me. are different because they're trying to sell well, you yeah. something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But this is like, this happens um, on a, a per aisle basis almost sometimes. Wow. I mean, they see tits mm-hmm. and they, mm-hmm. they, and it's usually, oh, I have to applaud the millennials. It's usually men over forty. Uh-huh. It is not younger men who've been raised in a different way to to appreciate right. that a woman can <laughs> think for herself and to fear women. <laughs> sure, um, appropriately. Yeah, no, so, should. so, yeah. so I just did my own sort of a, a you know sociological experiments where I would go down an aisle and if there was a worker there, I would just stand on that aisle and be perusing you know whatever you know triscuits. If there's a man on that aisle, I will note, I would note whether or not that employee asked the man if he needed help mm-hmm. and asked me. So no, the man never got asked if he needed wow. help. And I would constantly get asked. I'm like, motherfucker, I am just shopping. I've been alive on this planet 45 fucking years. Mm-hmm. I do not. I know how to do this. I know exactly and what. If anybody knows grocery stores, it's women. Like, Hello? I mean, that's yeah. like, uh, this, uh, I'm in, I mean, you know, I go into a grocery store. I mean, I remember years ago telling a friend calling me and saying, what are you doing? And I said, I'm at the grocery store. And he started laughing. And he's like, I can never imagine you in a grocery store. <laughs> right. You're like, well, I'm right. just wearing a Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I went, so, so I've been doing this. I've noted this. And, and so then I had had it about eight months ago. I'm not kidding you. This happened. I had it when I was on the feminine product, hi, feminine hygiene product aisle. Mm-hmm. I'm not shitting you looking at tampons. I am looking at tampons for I mean, this is a personal thing for women because we know what works for us. We know what doesn't. And I'm doing cost comparisons. I'm like, ooh, I'm loyal to my brand. Will I change? Man comes around the corner who works for the grocery store and says, can I help you? (laughs) 
And oh. I gave him the slow burn because you know I'm good at the slow burn. <laughs> yeah, oh, are. fucking dirty look, slow burn. <laughs> I gave him the slow burn and I had had it. And I went, really? You are going to help me with this? <laughs> and it was because Ooh. he was on autopilot. He didn't, it didn't register. It right. was just because some corporate shit has told him ladies need help. Mm. Give the, wow. or that's just the culture, right? So he got this, he went white. He got this mm-hmm. sheepish look on his face and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he like ran away. Mm-hmm. So now, because it's, you know, it's indicative of this psychology that women need help mm-hmm. and and I got to fix it. So I have started, you guys, I'm such an asshole, <laughs> but I, I have started doing this when, when these older men ask me if I need help. I have like three go-tos. I'll be like, oh, I don't recall asking for help. Ooh. Oh, that's good. And then <laughs> I heard the other bitchy one. Which works. Um, if I need help, I'll ask. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but it's so, it's so it's systemic of yeah. this idea that women are helpless, <laughs> even in the fucking grocery store. When I, I am literally doing math in my head about what's the most cost-effective for my family, wh- whether my kids will actually eat this new product or else I'm going to throw it away in the garbage because they won't eat it because, mm-hmm. you know, they're picky and they won't mm-hmm. eat this particular brand. I'm doing math in my head. A lot of calculations are happening, and then they ruin it all by going, can I help you? I'm like, no, you can leave me the fuck alone. You can alone. leave me alone. And, you know, yeah. And the other one, I, I, I have said, and I hate to call out the other men in the aisle because they weren't doing anything, but I have said, oh, I don't notice you asking that man if he needs help. And uh-huh. then they walk away, too. <laughs> Right. Well, and the thing is, too, I know you and I know you're not you're not a knee jerk like, you know, I'm going to be, you know, hate on men or you're, that's so not your thing to be like, oh, you're no, not like, you know, no, um, I love men. You, of course you do. And you also you're not the first one to, to say, like, you know, women are disenfranchised and, women, you know, like you, you've noticed that this has happened to you. And this is this is something that's come like, you know, like on top of you. It's not just like you've just, yeah. you know, sought out the problem and you're always looking for that. And right. that's just, it's so crazy to think that like, that how many things we have inside that we just go, oh, that's a woman. I need to help her. It's, yeah. The, yeah. In this situation. The thing that's fascinating about that is like, that's the, like the street level. That's like the, the, for not to belittle the experience, but like, that's the like minor you know, infraction of something right. that is so That's sy- the micro systemic. level. Yeah. That is so systemic right. that like of when women Hillary can't Clinton, think for themselves. When Hillary right. Clinton runs for office, m- men are like, she doesn't think she needs my help, so she's a bitch. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like if Well and um, But if and, she did need your help, she's not fit to run for office. Exactly. Right. So she's there's not no strong way to go. There's nowhere she, to go. She can't win. So and that's the you know, the amount of the and it, and talk about generationally too, the amount of there's so many women that hated oh, yeah. Hillary Clinton for that for the reason. Because again, it's like who mm-hmm. does she think she is? Right. Mm-hmm. Just like we talk about your family, it's like you know the amount of people that are like her voice is really you know yeah um you know the people that said uh well I just didn't I lost respect for her when she stayed with Bill Clinton. I'm like you if had she left her husband. You would have you would have you, railed her for you that. Railed her for that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's something that had nothing to do with her. Something that she didn't do. Like she had no control over what her husband did, and yet her husband doesn't have control over what her husband. Did. <laughs> yeah, no, I know he's made that very clear. And it's like so, but yeah, they look at women in power and they do say she's a bitch. I was always about. I was like, I wish Hillary was more of a bitch. I wish she came in and said, "This is how I'm going to get shit done." Yeah. I, yeah. What I what I what I what she the, vacillated a little, and the, I loved her, and I. 
voted for her, but she vacillated too much. That's to why Senator Warren her, is so fun because she is like, awesome. I do. She is I am a the bitch. greatest. <laughs> yes, I wanted her to be a bitch on wheels and yes. she cave a little bit, and I'm and, like, stop it and well, stop problem, saying you're sorry. The she problem said, I had I'm with, sorry so much. Yeah, the, the issues I had with Hillary was when she was saying, you know, on it's like I'm a mother, I'm a grandmother. Mm. It's like quit. Like great, we know those. We know that's true about you. Yeah, but. That's not like you're 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 weirdly like speaking to people that need that for for a woman to be valid as a right. mother. Oh, she's a mother. People, oh, she's valid then. And those as people aren't going to vote for her anyway. The people right. that you're saying I'm a mother to get their vote are not going to vote for you. Right. If you, exactly. You know what I mean? It's and, like, and and also I'm I'd like, rather you I'm attack here, the other. You are the most qualified person for this job. Let's hear about it. Mm-hmm. How are you going to do it? Because you know how to do it. You mm-hmm. know what you're doing. So quit quit pandering to you know yes, let's say you know I'm sorry or quit. Sticking up for you know, you know, horrible you know, other women. Nancy Reagan, I'll say it. Um, you know, just to get other people to like you. You know yeah. what I mean? To get these awful older you know, you know, men of this age and this era to like you. It's like no, you can be in charge. And yes, it is crazy that like it's always a problem. Mm-hmm. The women thing is the woman thing is always going to be an issue. You know that that. Um, that that you know that that people are, are <laughs> until they or... start and I tell you I know I'm a grassroots example but that's where you have to start until you start looking at the grocery clerks and saying did I ask for help mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. you start doing that and then it builds up and yes. then I'm my yes. daughter gets so embarrassed but I'm I do it in front of her on purpose because <laughs> I'm like sweetheart I need you to be braver mm-hmm. yeah. I need you to be braver yeah and yeah. then it starts in the grocery store but then it starts going to other places like right. no you absolutely no I don't need you I can think for myself right, stop right. doing that right. you know and we you know hopefully can get to some point where 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 we can in certain ways show each other how we've how we're being clumsy or how we mm-hmm. do something without it starting World War three you know and, mm-hmm. and, and in a way mm-hmm. of saying look uh, don't do that to a, a woman in the grocery store so therefore don't do that in life you know or yeah. this, maybe you'll think twice before you see a woman you know you know in, in a different situation <laughs> right. thinking oh right. she probably needs my help my my uh, daughter. No, if I'm actively bleeding on aisle four, <laughs> please. You yeah. didn't ask for help. <laughs> Just call the ambulance. Yeah. It's fine. And tampons are now at five. Like, obviously, <laughs> you need help. Uh, but my daughter's three and a half, and she um, is pretty bossy. She's also extremely, I'm saying this as a father, but also somewhat objectively, a very, very sweet and very, like, level, like, she has a lovely heart already, Mm -hmm. I can tell. Mm -hmm. But she's also can be very bossy on the playground. Mm -hmm. And I've had people say to me, like, oh, she's a little bossy, right? And I'm like, well, guess what? She's going to stay that way until Mm -hmm. it becomes too much of a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell her to bow to some boy on the playground. Like, she can figure out on her own how far she can take that. Because if she starts doing it a lot and starts losing friends and realizes I don't have any friends, then I want her to be able to self-correct that. But I'm not right. going to walk up to her and say, give him his toy. Like, right. no. Yeah, he exactly. can take. He can try and take that toy from exactly. you. You know exactly. what I mean? And know that, you know, things it's not going to come and... from me. Right. I'm not going to tell right. her about it. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's something that, like, you know, it's... It's crazy too, because like my brother's my my uh, my niece just turned six, and she is this ball of fire, force of nature, mm-hmm. and she's both. I mean, she's a princess. She loves very girly things, and she's way into this like fantasy land. They just took her to, uh, took uh, my niece and nephew, who is ten, to uh, Disney. Disney World, Florida. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's all about that as well. But she's also 
so strong and I can do anything and she's the one you know Love it. the 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 10-year-old boy is like the quiet sweeter one who's like in his room mm-hmm. reading and you know and and sort of you know playing video games and a lot you know and she's like gone like where did she go she's running through the neighborhood oh get her back <laughs> in you know she's just yeah. she's just very strong-willed um and but still there's something that takes over because when when they took her to see Ghostbusters the last year, they've been watching Ghostbusters. That they love the cartoon, mm-hmm. they love the original movie. So when they saw the the remake of Ghostbusters, just my brother said the the, the her connecting that and just looking at him and saying, "It's girls, it's Ghostbusters, and they're girls, and like I can be a Ghostbuster too." And like just showing that mm-hmm. example was so huge for her. And, and and Garrett's like, I had no idea that I, we've never done anything in this house to be like, women can't do this. Right. And women are this right. way and men are this way. But because she's in this world, mm-hmm. she sees like, oh, I'm, you know, and she was five then. And she's like, I'm five years old and, and already like I'll have less opportunities. And then she sees these Ghostbusters. She's like, well, I can do that too. Oh, yeah. cool. Good to know. That's why I'm kind of happy my daughter's so young that when Trump won, because I don't want her to internalize what happened. Yeah. I don't want her to know, know. that like a, a, exactly what went on yeah. and that and that our country picked. Well, they didn't, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't want to tell her what happened because I want him gone and then I yeah. can tell her when she's older and she, you know, yeah, I mean? exactly. Because representation is everything. Yeah, Because my daughter is 10 and she absolutely watched it all and she cried with me and yeah. broke yeah. my heart. It's devastating. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Ugh. Well, and you know, I, and, and what I was saying with such optimism up until, you know, November 8th, but I do believe <laughs> it's still really, I still think it's a huge thing was that my uh, nephew was born Right when Barack Obama took office, and so for eight years, he he was you know he thought his idea of a president was a black man. Like yeah. he never knew a white president, and I was like, that person now is a he's a he's you know he, he grew up a, a little man. A bl- he's like right. a, he's becoming like a he's becoming almost you know he's three years away from you know being a teenager, and he's you know so he is. I'm sorry, he's nine. If my, if my mother's listening. I'm sorry. I do know how old my, my niece and <laughs> are. So he's four years from being a teenager. I get. It. But anyway, but like I'm just saying, like he has seen that's shaped his world. You yeah. know, like in a, in a really great way, and uh, so. The, you know now he knows a black man can take any one of his jobs even, exactly even president exactly <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, dear um, Lord. but uh, <laughs> um, but, but a woman still can't get it yeah, a woman right. still can't get it there is still a problem with the woman stand up in me that that has that like when when conversation is so like progressive and stuff which I, be- I totally believe and agree with and whatever of course there's sure. that reactionary just like oh but I gotta sorry I gotta say the wrong thing yeah, well, yeah. you know what I mean it's like well you have you to say to. Harvey Milk and I have to go well that's gross it's just <laughs> it's just what I find you what's know, a gross name for a school milk uh, milk Don't name school. your <laughs> Milk school. Milk is gross. It's the worst, especially at school. Yeah. My memories of milk at school are not great. I don't really have any good ones. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it is, it's, it's. Oh. Yes, sir. While we're, sorry, I don't want to. No, I was just going to think of, I was just going to say, like, for kids, like, to see what's going on in the world, it's mm-hmm. got to be so horrifying as a parent mm-hmm. and also important for them to see at the same time. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is that, um, uh, 
I, you know, I'm oddly Pollyanna-ish about the big picture. Right now sucks, but I'm oddly Pollyanna-ish Me about too. the Me big too. picture because yes. we... Uh, Wait, what does that mean? I'm not going to... I'm going to learn from today and <gasps> ask... I don't know what you mean oh, by that. Pollyanna was... Yes, I'm old. Pollyanna was this girl uh, in the, what, 70s, 60s? This 1960s. 70s, uh, 60s, who was this cockeyed optimist. She was uh, optimistic okay. about everything, even though crappy Haley things Mills, happened to her. Jane Wyman. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. She yeah. was... A little asshole, really, but yeah, yeah she was. And yeah, fell out of that damn tree. Yeah, but she was always looking on the bright side of life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think you know, sort of in my cockeyed optimist way, all of this stuff has to come to a head mm-hmm. because we have got to flush the shit out. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like in a bad breakup, where you break up like four times, the last one is so bad. Yeah. The last fight is like so bad. Yeah, and all of this, all of this. You know, and it's happening worldwide. You know, it's obviously happening worldwide mm-hmm. where these just yep. old white male assholes know that they're losing power. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing everything they can to, to, to just, hang And they're going to be as awful as they can yeah, until the yeah, end. Until they get they, they take their last gasp. And mm-hmm. I'm like, sorry, we got to fight it. And yeah, we are. Yeah, and we and, are. and, and we at are. least our daughters are living in the world where they're watching us stand mm-hmm. up and fight, you know. And it's good to be about something. It's horrible to go through it, but it's really good to, mm-hmm. you know, it is inspiring to see that, you know, protests and the people and the things getting shut down like you're not able to like just like run over us before yeah and, you can't walk all over you know people. and uh, you know it's like we we thought you know it was bad with you know bush and now we're like oh we we, we he was actually okay that, you know? yeah. and yeah and and i i also yeah i i feel like ultimately we're we're gonna have to be okay we're but we're gonna have to fight for it we're gonna yeah. fight to be okay yeah and um but that's uh, we have to look at that as like what it means to be alive and it's mm-hmm. not we, we don't and again talk about privilege you know how nice for us that things have been handed to us and it'd be a lot easier if Hillary was our president right now it'd be easier for all of us to just get up and go on with our days but is that necessarily better long term are we going to look back on our generation and be proud of what we did because right. we just accepted things that were given to us or are we going to look back and go we all fought we fought to to stay on this planet mm-hmm. which is literally what we're doing and I think we have to um, we have to look at it positively. I, I, I get really when people are too doom and gloom, it's like, well, you know, that's just you can be that way about anything. And you, you it's oh, cynicism is so boring. And it's so, so boring. Nin- it's so 90s. So 90s. It's <laughs> We get it. It's so runaway train. Well, you, you know, like it's so runaway. Train. You can trip the march of progress, but you can't stop it. You Absolutely. Know, that whole thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So your kids are how old? Ten. My are we allowed to cross talk in this? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Of course. Uh, how old are they? Oh my, my God! What's <laughs> all we've been doing? My, my my daughter is going to be eleven in June, uh-huh. so she's almost eleven, and my son is seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Do you ever feel bad about when you see your f- kids' friends and you really don't like them? Yes, but it's mm-hmm. it just is. Is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> some I mean, of them are that's just such a good not. Question. I, I feel that. so bad question. that I only love my own kid. You know, I like other ones sometimes, but a lot of times I'm like, I, don't, I can't stand any of these other kids, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel really bad. I know, but then my both of my both of my kids have some really sweet friends too that mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow. I hope this relationship lasts for as uh-huh. long as you're in school with these kids because they're and so yours are wonderful. a little bit older, Gina, than yours, Julian, and yeah. so like maybe when they get older, they'll. You know. That's true too. You do watch the bad kids morph sometimes. I've watched some bad kids morph and luckily their and parents be, become better. And become better. Yeah. And I've watched their parents really sort of take that on, you know, uh-huh. actively. You also see those kids crystallize mm-hmm. into <laughs> uh-huh. into evil kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you were like, I knew it. I knew it about yeah. that kid. Oh yeah, I mean, I remember growing up, and I remember, you know, when as an adult talking to my to my parents about like how like I always hated your friend so and so because they were, mm. and I always knew they were a bully or they were just there was something really evil about them I in know. some way, and you're like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you mean little Damien? Exactly, <laughs> sweet little Damien. Who uh, knew? Yeah, but yeah, it's that you know you yeah I, I I've always I I've uh, you know I've wondered that I've also wondered about like. There's got to be a fear as a parent of like liking your kids. I mean, I'm sure you're mm. like, you know, you're going to love your kids, but you're like, do I, you know, I hope I have kids that I like that no, I want to, you know. I'm tremendously lucky. I like my kids to pieces. Mm-hmm. They're oh. amazing and interesting. I met them the other night. They were lovely. They're amazing and interesting yeah. and funny. And, and immediately and... I could see different, two different personalities. Mm-hmm. You immediately get it. You know, like, oh, that's so, that's so really great. And I, and I, and I, Love and like my brothers and sister in law's kids, you know, equal, which is nice because, you know, you see some kids and you're like, you're just annoying. Mm-hmm. And like, there's nothing wrong. Of course, I'm going to love you because you're mine, but ugh. Yeah. yeah. Don't be irritating. Yeah. It's like, what if they just didn't have any charisma? <laughs> right. Like, I just have to just barrel through and love this thing. Sorry. You're not very engaging. And yeah. there are a lot of, I mean, look at, and I know that they're not always raised well at all, but a lot of like children of celebrities, you're like these stars that you love and their children are just awful and Chet you're like Hayes. what you know who Chet H- Tom Hanks rapper kid oh uh, <laughs> there you go yeah um, no but I I mean the classic example is like Joan Crawford and Betty Davis's children or like which were the worst human beings ever that wrote no I know believe it or not <laughs> but at least Joan Crawford and Betty Davis you know were, were tortured and awful but they were awesome and they were like really talk about tough Tough ladies and you know, mm-hmm. and talent and fire and music and they had all of that and they're both of their children turned into these lying shills of, of human beings that wrote tell all books that were just lies about oh, their mothers. That's terrible. Both of them did. And um, you know, and you're like, Oh, how did you make that? And I, again it's comes you know, you granted you spend your days at the studio and <laughs> On slimming programs instead of <laughs> going to the park, and that's what happens. But uh, but still, I just you just wonder like, oh my gosh, I just hope you don't get. Or you know, yeah, you just think about those like those true Damians, and they're like, what if I had that? That was my kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes, and I do think it's nature and nurture. I really do. I, I think do. sometimes it's like there is just sometimes a chemical, and you know, it's not my always a parent's fault. My friend has one, and it's so hard because yeah. it's my friend, and mm. she's dealing with a really tough kid with yeah. psychological issues. So scary so yeah hard. there's also on that level but it's like you know um or just or just somebody who's just really boring really <laughs> dull oh my kids is, are boring like the, kids like the kid that uh, we're all you're all riffing and then he says the last joke and it kills the, the yeah, riff no, and you're like, like oh i right. have to kill the riff kid oh no <laughs> kill the Kill the riff kid. <laughs> Bobby, we need to talk to you about time. Yeah, yeah we, exactly. We, we passed that joke six Bobby, jokes ago. <laughs> couple things. I'm going to sit you couple down notes. with some books couple and notes. movies. So this is really very hard it. to teach, but we're going to try. <laughs> <laughs> Look, your parents are comedians. You, you have to be good at this. You're going to be deeply disappointed if you're not zinging it out, Bobby. Uh, Although, you know, I do have to say also, that, uh, it's not to say that I think my kids are perfect. 
They, oh, of course you not. Know, no, no, like, no, no, no. Those are they're very not. They're not. Of course. You know, they're not perfect. I no. love them to pieces, but I do also think they're kick-ass human beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, uh, with, you know, flaws. We're all of flawed. Of course, we, we are, all are we're flawed. We're working through our We're junk. all doing that. Yeah, exactly. And no, no, no. That, that's always suspect, too, when it's like you think your kid's perfect. Oh, You're I've like, heard Ugh. people say it. I've heard parents say it, and I'm like, uh-oh. No. Well, there's entire school no. districts in Los Angeles that suffer from that. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. So. And uh, yeah, and well, and then when you know when I've gotten to deal with them as adults in you know improv classes, and I'm mm-hmm. like, you had parents that supported you too much. Yeah, you had parents that told you you could do no wrong. Uh-huh. You know, I'm trying to give you constructive criticism, and you're sobbing right now, and you're like, oh, you needed a little bit more. Maybe you should have been thrown into love. a trash can once yeah. in seventh grade, <laughs> so you could at least fall you your know, way out. Fall your way out, and and like you said, be tougher. Mm-hmm. I think that's such good parenting to say you have to be tougher right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it was. Something I remember as a kid hating it when my parents would make me fight my own battles. I'm mm-hmm. like, why won't you jump in and defend me? And they wouldn't. And I do appreciate that. That was a really that mm-hmm. was a really good thing. Man, I am gonna have to work on that. That is really tough to let my hard. daughter struggle. It is really it's hard. It's gotta be. I know. It's, it's gotta be really, really hard to do. I just hope and I can catch it. Like it's so it you do it so fast you don't even realize that you're helping them too much. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's I try to just pure convenience. You're like, let me do this for you. Yeah, exactly. Let me help you. Yeah. Right. We're It'll save us just, all time. Right. Exactly. And sometimes it's just exactly what we should be doing. And then, yeah. but I'm amazed at my brother and sister in law's patience to like stop a moment and teach mm-hmm. something. Like That's this is really why, hard on Red Bull. This by is the how, way. you know. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> well, we were just growing up. It was you never asked why. You were never allowed to ask right. why. Right. Right. And so, and my brother and I both. It's why we both do what we do with our lives. I'm like, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna be asking why for uh, for my job. Essentially, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be. And my brother's like, as a as a parent, I'm going to do my best to explain, which is maddening and mm-hmm. and so heroic of my brother to, and sister-in-law to do that and they do they will stop and go here's the reason why we don't do this and this is why you shouldn't say this and you know or or you know um and uh yeah <sighs> man <sighs> One time, one time, my daughter was. Uh, it was in kindergarten, and she, there was a there was a couple of bullies in her kindergarten class. There were a couple of bullies, and um, I, I knew it was happening. We had the teachers had talked to us about it, and you know how they were dealing with it. It was great. The school handled it in a, in in a great way. But Olivia, my daughter, she would come to me and go, "Mommy, um, you know this kid is doing this, this, and this," and it was everything I could to not run to the school mm-hmm. and uh huh. Right. You know, of course, beat the crap out of the kid and the parents. But I just I calmed down and I said, do you want me to do anything? So I asked her, Mm -hmm. I said, do you want me to do anything? Talk to the parents, whatever. And she goes, no, mommy, no, stay out of it. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, good. Good. Yeah. And, yep. and and I I took that to heart and it, it worked itself out. Uh-huh. I trusted that the school was doing the right thing. I trusted that it was all working out right. and it was uh-huh. great. Right. Mm. And maybe but she just to needed do. to she just wanted to vent and gossip and yeah. you know, and share with you, mm-hmm. you know, but but it wasn't like, you know, um and that's good on her to, to know to like, oh, you know, because I, yeah, but she also knew I had her back. Yes, that's the other thing too. I think kids just want you, want to know that you have their back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, right. you don't have to do anything, but you know, maybe your daughter just needs to know you're there. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. For when it's like really necessary mm-hmm. to be there, and mm-hmm. that's when you do have to step in and do something. But it's like pick your battles and not be like every time. 
Yeah. Well, well, for we sure. haven't had that problem because I stay with her at school all day right oh, next to her. You're that guy. guy. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a problem for you're several reasons. You're finishing all of her projects. Yeah. Just making the Play-Doh. And like, look what, look what, you know. Like you're getting close to the line, baby. You might want to <laughs> color a little less aggressively towards the line there. It's we fine. Sl- with, a, with a giant Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> just like, here we go, here we go. Let's get this done. Let's get this done. Um, well, you guys, we're, we're out of time. That was no, wonderful. That was so fun. It was so much fun. I loved this. That it was, was so great. great. That was, and I learned what I'm doing wrong as a parent at the last five minutes. So that's, <laughs> that was stop going to school, <laughs> Julian. Just just find something else to do with your life. Okay, or fine. get a decent disguise. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what I do. Dress Big like hats, a three year old. Sunglasses yeah. outside the school. I'll go as Elsa next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that that won't give you draw any attention from the three year olds at all. Um, I want to thank Gina Torricella and Julian McAuliffe for being on the show today. Now, can I tell you one thing? What? It's actually Torresia. <gasps> Is that right? Yeah. And we're in a play together and I never knew it was Torresia. No, but that's okay because a lot of people think it's Italian so they put the ch in there but it's actually Spanish. It's Spanish. So, Torresia. Torresia. I've never known that and that's we've been okay. in a play together since January. I know. If you're in LA, come and see come and see Gina and myself in Die Mommy Die. At the oh, it's amazing! Theater. Drew Drogi is going to make you piss yourself. That's G- all I want to say. Gina Torresia mm-hmm. is actually, a national treasure. It's actually Droge. It's Droge. Droge. I have people Droge. that have said that before, Droge, and I, I don't correct them, but I'm like, what a garbage bag I would be if I was like, hi, I'm Drew Droge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. And yours is McCullough. You got it right. You got McCullough. Yes. It's McCullough. Yeah. Because I think I said McCullough at the beginning of the show, and I was like, I think it's just the, it's the, take the, I'm and just it's, happy to be here, Drew. I get it. I get it. Just, we're all just happy to be here. And happy well, you to were be fun, Bob. You were represented. really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, weren't you on your punchlines? Because, uh, you know, or what was the, what was the kid's name? Bobby? Was that the kid Bobby. that had bad punchlines? <laughs> I don't remember his name. Anyway. Um, anyway. All right. Can well. I plug you one more time? Oh, my God. Ba-dum-bum. Yes, always. <laughs> You guys, I'm not kidding you. You have to come and see Die, Mommy, Die for, for, for many reasons. But to to hear Drew Drogi say New York, I'm not going to give it away, <laughs> is worth the price of admission. Okay, just trust me, it's worth the price of admission. Well, thank you. Please, please come check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's just pure, stupid joy. Ridiculous. And we get to do it tonight. I know. We're on stage together tonight. I'm so I love excited. It. Um, well, thanks for listening, you guys. This has been another episode of Drew Drogi's Minor Revelations. Happy week. Mm-hmm.